This episode of Biscuits Buttered is brought to you by none other than McDonald's. It's a place where you can go and get a fish fillet, get into a fight, get your ass beat up, and then fill out an application for work all at the same time. Come to McDonald's. We've got shitty food for dirt cheap and we're ghetto as fuck now. Uh, We're sponsored by Cardi B. And that's the type of people we're trying to pull into our restaurant. Uh, We're McDonald's. Remember us? We used to have beautiful playgrounds, huge playgrounds that children could come play on and have fun. You could slide down the slide. You could play in the balls. You could... uh, you know, run around the little swing bridge they had. Uh, But now we have uh, changed everything about McDonald's and you can come and uh, the building is gray now. It looks kind of like shady and ghettified, like we're trying to be like kind of like the ghetto version of Starbucks. And uh, people like uh, Cardi B and uh, Nas are... uh, sponsors uh or, or have their own meals now because that's that's our business <laughs> and uh mcdonald's officially sponsors this podcast i just want to mention that uh so go get you a cardi b meal you know go uh you know could you just picture her with her like long ass fingernails like sticking her fucking fingernails in a chicken mcnugget and then dipping it into her honey mustard sauce at mcdonald's um I don't know. That's the latest topic lately. Uh, everybody's bitching about how shitty McDonald's has uh, gotten, and that's true. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, what happened, man? Because now you know, McDonald's has kind of become synonymous with like fights. You know, kind of like Waffle House. You watch the Waffle House fights now. There's all these McDonald fights, and a lot of people, a lot of franchise owners now think that uh, that is because of like you know, the advertising they're doing using a uh, really trashy rap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just a fact. Some rappers are trashy, you know, you know, uh, there are some rappers, you know, you go, okay, that's a classy person, right? You know, like Dr. Dre, that's a classy motherfucker. There's a lot of people you don't really think of as trashy. that are rappers, but then there are trashy rappers. This is not a racist rant. Then there are people like Cardi B where you're like, mm, this person's fucking trashy. Uh, and you can get her Happy Meal now at uh, Mickey D's, uh, which was once a place of happiness for me. You know, we'd go there and do birthday parties. We would go there and play on the playground. I mean, it was just an amazing place when I was a child. And now it's like this kind of creepy kind of hellscape. You know, I remember when things got weird when they released those toys not too long ago that uh, was the Cactus Mills where they had all the weird, creepy, like trippy ass toys in it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I think this podcast is now kind of just about the deterioration (laughs) of this country and society in general. And McDonald's is a good example of that. Go to a McDonald's. Just look at the building. You're like, why did they paint all the McDonald's gray and ugly? And just, you know, it used to be, uh, you know, where I grew up, we had a McDonald's. This is when I was very young. We And I know they're the sponsor today, so just bear with me. You know, we support McDonald's. They're our sponsor. They support this podcast. They endorse everything Victoria Vonenberg says on the Biscuit Butter podcast. But... 
when I was a child, McDonald's was so cool. So near where I lived, there was like a 1950s themed McDonald's. It had these, the shape of the building was arches, gigantic, huge arches and had a playground and you'd go in the building and it was like you were in like a 1950s diner. They had all this cool memorabilia and stuff on the wall. And I mean, it was just such a fucking amazing experience. And now you go to McDonald's and it's like a gray box. And they'll be like, you want some ice cream well no fuck you our machine is down it's so weird how a great american company just slowly slips into you know like you see it with you know you're seeing it with mcdonald's you're seeing it with so many other like sears and jc penny and all these people that just kind of there are all these companies kmart that just kind of like you know there was a slow steady decline where they just kind of got shittier and shittier and shittier until they were gone. And I'm, I'm going to put money on that McDonald's is probably not going to be around. Um, let's give it uh, 20, 30 years. 20, 30 years, I think McDonald's is going to be out of business because it's just not... I think if they would go back to focusing on, you know, like fixing stuff, like getting their ice cream machines working, um, getting, you know, making the the actual building a cool place that you can hang out, you know. Uh, I think maybe they could change it. But, but from what I understand, McDonald's is actually a, kind of a scam anyway. So like what we remember back in the 80s was amazing. But apparently now it's just kind of like, a way to lease buildings, apparently, from my understanding, is that they're a company that kind of buys and leases equipment, and that's how they make their money instead of actually the quality of the restaurant. Um, and this is a shame because there are two fast food companies that I would say shine, all right? Oh, well, there's several. Fa- I, guess, I guess Starbucks is a fast food company, but I, I think that they're... You know, when you go to Chick-fil-A and you eat their uh, Christ-filled homophobic chicken and it tastes so good, uh, and the service there is just amazing, right? The service is fucking amazing. You go uh, and you're just treated like a fucking king. And then you go to like Culver's. And I went to Culver's today. And Culver's has so much shit. Like you go to Culver's and it's like they got a great menu. And all of it is like so fresh and nice when you get it. Like the burger is cooked right there. It's fucking crispy. They got fresh lettuce and tomatoes and onions on it. Oh God, it's so fucking good. You get the cheese curds, you get the fucking fries, you get all that shit. It's so good. And I went there today and, uh, at the one in Decatur and it's just, it's amazing. You need to go to Culver's. And this is one of the rare things where I'm like, even a place like Culver's that I consider like a high quality uh fast food brand where you get still get good service even they somehow you know because i usually blame it on the location like oh there's just a shitty pool of people there 
And, uh, you know, they put in a Culver's in Decatur, Alabama, which is a shithole. And um, somehow they're, they're still, they've got good service there. So I just, I love it. I fucking love Culver's. So there's Chick-fil-A, there's Culver's, there's Starbucks. You know, there's there's a few, like, fast food companies that still have good service. And that's just so rare nowadays to find, you know, like, I go into restaurants nowadays and it's just like, fuck you, fuck you, why are you even here? I mean, that's honestly how people are. Like, the other night I went to a restaurant and... Uh, the waitress like brings out like a little, like it's a bowl. And then like at the bottom, it's like just a little bit of like, so, you know, it's just a little bit of dip. And I'm like, um, I ordered dip. She's like, what do you mean? I ordered dip. You got dip. I'm like you brought out like a little tiny, tiny little fraction of the dip that I want. I need more dip than this dip. Like I'm not paying for, a quarter of the amount of the dip that I would normally get. I'm wanting the whole dip. Give me the dip. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just stuff like that. And she's just like, what the fuck is heck of a fucking complainer. It's like, I want what I fucking paid for, you fucking cunt. Well, anyway, back to McDonald's. McDonald's is the sponsor of the program. And you need to go there and get your... Uh, Cardi B meal, you need to get your little Nas X meal, uh, you need to get your, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Baby meal, oh, that's my favorite, that's the Happy Meal I get, I get the Baby meal, it comes with a toy gun, um, this is biscuits buttered, uh, with the biscuits buttered, <laughs> this is Victoria Vandenberg with the biscuits buttered podcast, uh, hit us up on social media, you know, we're on Twitter, Pod. We're on uh, Facebook, Biscuits Buttered. Uh, most of the people we got on our Facebook uh, are from, I don't know why. For some reason, we just got a bunch of Central American people on the Facebook. I, I don't know how that happened. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm eventually wondering, like, when is this podcast going to, like, reach, like, the actual state that I'm in? Because <laughs> the only people that listen are people who are, like, overseas. There's people in Europe that listen. There's people in Central America that listen. And then it's like, no one in Alabama cares for this fucking podcast. I think people are just listening to, like, they're like, yeah, see how shitty it is. They, they, they're like, you want to you wanna move to America? Listen to this fucking guy. <laughs> gal. Gal. I'm a gal. Um, so yeah, so it's been an interesting week and I, most of this podcast is just going to be me talking about my week. I've, I've cried several times this week. Uh, I've, uh, it's been, a, it's been a busy week. All right. It's been a busy week. So, um, basically, um, I've been telling y'all about Raul Duke. Okay. I've had a rocky week with Ryle Duke. And I don't know whether I should get into this first. Well, anyway, so I had a rocky week with Ryle Duke. He's like, you know, he's, I could tell something's wrong, right? You know, me and him are texting back and forth. And, you know, he would work during the week. Uh, so we don't really get to see each other during the week. We usually hang out at the end of the week. And, you know, he kept saying, you know, weird stuff. Uh, you know, I was telling him, oh, we're going to be together forever. And all so he's like, oh, only, only God knows. Only God knows Victoria. And I'm like, what? What does that fucking shit mean? You know, he's very religious. 
And, you know, and then I'd be like, hey, can't wait to hang out Saturday. Oh, no, I'll work Saturday. I can't hang out. I'm like, what do you mean you can't hang out? Like, all of a sudden, you can't fucking hang out. And, um, and then, you know, he's saying all this crazy shit like, oh, um, you know, uh, just making up stuff for a reason he can't see me. And, you know, then I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on with you? And he, and, you know, eventually fesses up and says, I'm moving back to Bowling Green. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're moving back to Bowling Green, Kentucky. And he's like, this is a shitty town. I hate my job. This is a shitty town. And, you know, I like you, but it's just shitty here. And I was like, I can't argue with you. It's a shitty town. It's a fucking shit town, okay? I can't, I can't argue with you, but I was hoping you would stay because I'm here. And he's like, yeah, and you know, you don't have your own place. You live with your dad. You know, it's shit here. And I'm like, oh, okay. I've lost another one. So, you know, he uh, moves back to Bowling Green. And I tell him, I'm like, well, you know, just because you're leaving doesn't mean that you have to be completely out of my life. I, you know, I, I want to continue hearing from you and seeing you. And I'd like to occasionally come up to Bowling Green and, you know, and, you know, me and him, you know, we had a big argument, you know, uh, basically I was like, you know, he was like, I know you're, you know, first off, he accused me of cheating on him, which I was not which I was not. He accused me and Burt's Chili uh, of fucking around. I told him Burt's Chili is a man. Burt's Chili loves pussy. He is a rugged man. And he does not want anything to do with me that way, in that way. The only thing he wants to do with me is watch horrible movies and occasionally go see concerts, which we will get into later. Um, and so, you know, we had this huge argument and, uh, you know, he's like, and you're on grinder, you're on grinder. I'm like, what the fuck? First off, you just broke up with me. So yeah, I redownloaded the app. Yeah, I redownloaded grinder. Why wouldn't I? You're leaving me. You know, I've got this other guy that's like, Hey, want to jump on that dick? I'm like, yeah. Okay. You know, got a hot little thing wanting to jump on my dick. Why wouldn't I get on Grinder? You know, so, you know, we have a huge argument. I'm like, I told him, I was like, I want to see you again. I want to physically lay eyes on you and talk to you and see you again. And he's like, well, come up here. Come up here to Bowling Green. I guess he thought I wouldn't do it. I drove three and a half hours to fucking Bowling Green, Kentucky. And it is a lot nicer than this area. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess a really big version. Of, it's like, you know, it's just a lot bigger than this area. It's really nice. They have a wonderful, quaint downtown. They have lots of shopping and everything, and they have lots of museums and parks and things to do. And, you know, Kentucky's a great state. You know, Kentucky's a state where you uh, drink bourbon inside a cave and fuck horses. That's pretty much all you can do there. You live in caves, you drink bourbon, 
in a casino uh, while fucking a horse because I don't know for some reason they got casinos, horses, bourbon, and caves. That's all I know about Kentucky and a turtle named Mitch McConnell. That's all I know about the fucking stuff. But anyway, Bowling Green is nice, and I I could actually see myself living there. But I'm attached to my job. I'm attached, which we probably should get into that. Uh, I I have added. This rant's going to go all over the place. Anyway, I put myself on even more cities that I'm trying to transfer. I work for the government. I'm trying to transfer. So now I'm, I've got St. Louis, Louisville, uh, Evansville, Memphis, Macon, Montgomery, Birmingham, uh, trying to expand. You know, those are like places that are cheap to live where I can actually afford a house. Uh, where I currently work, it's the houses are like 300 K plus, so I can't afford them. But anyway, I don't know why I'm going on a rant about that. But I've been looking up St. Louis. I hope St. Louis gives me a call because that looks like a fun place. Well, anyway, and I'm hoping that Raul Duke will move from Bowling Green to St. Louis with me. But uh, probably not because he, he'll probably, oh, it's not Bowling Green. Who would have thought? You want to be around your family because <laughs> that's where they're at. Um, but okay, where was I going to go? So I drove all the way. The fucking Bowling Green on Saturday. Um, I um, got stuck in traffic. And it was horrible. I was stuck like two hours in a fucking wreck. Right above Nashville. I eventually got there. Uh, you know, it was a little awkward at first because of our fighting. But, you know, we got over it. I pounded him into submission. Uh, sexually uh, pounded him. Pounded that ass and made it clap. And then I got shit faced drunk. We went to this place called. Um, let me look. Let me look this place up. It's called um, El. Oh, there it is. God damn it! Why can't it just come up? Here we go. I don't know if I'm saying this right. We went to this restaurant called El Mazlaton. Mazatlan in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I wouldn't suggest it because this is the place where I was talking about where they're like skimpy on the dip. Like what the fuck? And even when I ordered, like, you know, they bring out the regular dip that's free, but then even when you order a cheese dip, it came out and they're like, they're like, oh no, you don't need no dip. And like, no, I, I do need dip. I'm spending money here. You know, I spent like 60 bucks in here. I want some fucking food, motherfucker. Don't fucking try to rip me off. Bitch-ass motherfucker. So we went there. You know, he got him a tequila sunrise. I drank a bunch of uh, Dos Equis. Then we went to Walmart. I bought him a little... Uh, for some reason, he loves these, like, little plush um, teddy bears and dolls and stuff. And so I bought him one of those. And I'm like, how old are you? You're, like, 30 years old, and you're playing around with these fucking stuffed animals. But, Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Bought him some shoes. Size 7 shoes. He's tiny. Uh, and I love him for it. Um, and then we went back and fucked again. And I stayed up late watching a movie. And, um, you know, looking for the results of USC uh, 285, which I will talk about later. I will not get into it at this moment because... Uh, I'm convinced of something about UFC 285, so 
I'm drinking a Sing Tao beer right now, which is delicioso. Okay. And actually, speaking of the devil, Raul Duke is uh, texting me. Hey, baby. How are you, sexy? All right, so. You know, uh, I had to wake up early this morning. We fucked again before I left. Uh, you know, I got to tell you all every little detail. Fucking got outside, fucking nailing my tire. Fucking luckily I was able to air it up and fill up with gas. I dropped him back off at the new trailer park he's living at and headed back to Alabama. And on the way back, that's when I hit Culver's, which I had mentioned to you earlier, which was fucking good. Good service, good food, good everything. Ah. We need more places like Culver's. So I just wanted to get into all that and let y'all know how my uh, weekend went. Uh, I also want to talk to y'all about me and Bert's Chili went on a trip to um, Nashville, Tennessee on Wednesday. Uh, We went to Nashville, Tennessee. We had a fucking motherfucking blast but before we went there um i know i'm all over the place with this (laughs) before i went over there i had to drop him off somewhere uh and uh i just went around decatur before we went up there i just went and i was like okay i gotta go around decatur and i've gotta just look around while uh he's in doing something in decatur i you know a doctor's appointment in decatur uh, oh, here's Ryle Duke again. I miss you too, baby. Wish I could be there with you. Okay, so so while he's in his doctor's office appointment um, in Decatur, Alabama, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go walk around Delano Park which is a nice park, but there's like this ghetto ass lady and she's like got these two gigantic ass dogs and she can't control them. And like they keep wanting to come after me and I I ended up having to leave the fucking park because this lady had two gigantic pit bulls that she could not control and I didn't feel like getting my ankles chewed to fucking death. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this place, man? And, um, Decatur's just a shithole. It stinks. Apparently, they got a lot of pollution in the air. There was like a study by Reuters or something about like people getting cancer, and nobody cares. the The mayor don't care. That tab bowling, nobody cares about it. It's like there's toxic chemicals in the air. You never hear about it. You know, it never gets on the news. Everyone's just fucking cool with it. Uh, it's just a horrible place to live. And actually, speaking of which, I had spoken with several people that said when they moved from Birmingham to Decatur, they immediately noticed how, and this was a a medical professional, noticed how unhealthy everyone was compared to Birmingham. And Birmingham's not a healthy place. And I'm like, damn. It's like, yeah, it's it's a shit place. It's a fucking shithole. And so I had to go get some things, and I went up to the um, uh, neighborhood market in Decatur, Alabama, and it was so 
like mind-numbing how many handicapped people. Like I had no clue the level of handicapped people that live in Decatur. Like they're all really old. They're all morbidly obese. And, you know, it's kind of like an eye-opener where you're like, I don't want to be like that. Like, I, I'm, I'm fat. I hadn't taken care of myself. But I got to get in shape because I do not want to live like that. I do not want to be, you know, 70, year old, 70 years old, 400 pounds, sores all over my legs, fucking losing limbs because of diabetes, you know, fucking rolling around the fucking Walmart and being mean to all their fucking employees. Uh <laughs> Because that's literally what they did. So when I went to this Walmart, I couldn't even, like, you know how you like to just do a, do a quick run. All I got to do, do is this one thing. I just want to run in, get what I need, and then leave, right? You can't do that in Decatur. Everywhere you go, there's going to be a ton of old people and handicapped people and retarded people and homeless people, and they're just going to, like, be lingering around, taking their time, you know, I don't go to care in the world, you know, just rolling around. And, uh, and, you know, they look at you like, you know, you're supposed to just stop everything you're doing for them. Like, no, you put yourself in that position, you fuckers. Uh, so I do not suggest Decatur, Alabama. Lots. Of, this is going to be my worst podcast. <laughs> it's just like, like oh, these fucking handicapped people, man. Goddamn handicapped people in fucking Decatur, Alabama. But it was, it was shocking. I'm talking about, it was shocking. The amount, the amount of people that needed wheelchairs and carts and assistive devices to be able to roll around the Walmart and get their powdered donuts. (laughs) It was, it was rough. You know, I've seen this one woman, she's like in a cart. She's grabbing like a fucking two liter of Coke and, a, you know, she's got all these like oatmeal pies and, you know, little devil cakes. And uh, I'm just like, you, you don't need that lady. You just don't need that. And, you know, I remember at one time I was considering buying a house there before it started getting more expensive because of all the development uh, around the area. But I would never consider it now. Because I just look at it and I go, holy shit, man. Holy shit. These people have got it rough. I mean, I don't know how they're getting by. All right, Raul Duke's texting me again. Let's see what Raul Duke has to say. I need you to. I'll just say, I love you, baby. I love you. All right, so we left Decatur, right? And usually I make all kinds of pit stops, you know, going to Nashville. Um, If I remember correctly, we went went all the way up there. Um, I can't quite remember where we went first. Usually, you know, we always go to McKay's books and trade in books. But today we were just like, well, let's get up there. And so we went up there. We went to, uh, oh, first place we went. 
frugal McDougal's where I've got uh, a collection of Yazoo City beers. I've got some, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, Singtao, Sing, T-S-I-N-G-T-A-O. Tell me if I'm pronouncing it right. Singtao, is that how you say it? I don't know. It's a pretty good beer from China that I got at this place, and frugal McDougal's is great. They got every kind of liquor you would want, every kind of bourbon, you just anything you'd want beer-wise. They got a huge selection of beer. And their mascot is a little racist leprechaun. So why wouldn't you go there, right? So, uh, yeah, we went there, um, got everything we needed. We then were like, you know, what do we fucking do now? So we drove and we found the music venue because we were going to, the reason we were going, me and Burt's Chili, the reason we were going to Nashville is to go see a little band named the Crashedest Dummies, the greatest band to ever exist. Do you remember a little song called uh, mm, Once There Was This Kid Who... I, I shouldn't sing because I'm terrible at it. But then they covered a song by Ecstasy called uh, The Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead, which was amazing. And uh, they've got a lot of great songs, so you should look them up and uh, see... Um, and I got, actually, I got me an autographed, I got an autographed record and it's, uh, God shuffled his feet and it's got the autographs of everybody in the band and it's just, it's really awesome. And it's got on side A, it's got God shuffled his feet, afternoons and coffee spoons, mm, in the days of the caveman swimming in your ocean, here I stand before me. Side B, I think I'll disappear now. How does a duck know uh, when I go out with artists, the psychic, uh, Two Nights and Maidens, Untitled. Uh, it's an awesome album, and I'm very happy to have it. And uh, I'll get into the show here in a little while. I, I want to go over our – I'm just going to rant about my trip. So, you know, this episode – it's just really about the chaotic week I've had. Um, so we went, uh, after we located the venue, we're like, okay, we know where to get to. Uh, and I will explain, I will give a thorough review of the concert and the venue later. So we went down to Broadway. We parked at the assembly hall and we went and ate some really good Indian food. And I'm so happy to have a new Indian place that I can go to in Nashville uh, it's called Saffron, and I had the tikka masala, and it was fucking delicious. Uh, we had um, uh, garlic naan. Um, Birch chili had um, some kind of like, oh, we had like lamb, and the way they cooked the lamb, it was like grilled, but it was kind of breaded too. And oh, God, it was fucking delicious. It came out all red and fucking, oh, it was good. That food was fucking good. And he had these little things called samosas, and we dipped them in the sauce. And uh, oh, fuck. It is really good. If you're in the assembly hall in Nashville, right off of Broadway, go into Saffron and get you some food. Uh, I highly, highly suggest it. And then there was an ice cream place right beside it, but I've done forgot what it was called. And I got me some coffee flavored ice cream, and it was fucking delicious. And me and Joey sat in there drinking beer and, um, and listening to this really bad singer. You know, have you ever like been to like a local bar or any type of public venue where there's like someone singing for free? 
and this guy, you know, he was doing that. I don't know, like his voice was kind of like 90s hair metal, but he's now singing country. And, you know, we sat in there listening to him, like making fun of him the whole time because it's like, imagine being that guy. Imagine being that guy that you're, you're just not giving up on your dream. You're 55 years old and you're playing for free uh, in the assembly hall because, you know, you just, you just can't give up on that dream of being a good singer. And he, he didn't have a good voice. He has that voice that I've heard a million times. And I was like, dude, you're, you're not going to get famous when you sound like every single person I've ever heard sing in a fucking shitty bar somewhere. But he's never going to give up on it. He'll keep doing it. Uh, so we did that. We went out on Broadway, and Broadway was fucking crazy. Um, Nashville's a weird place, you know, because you go there, and it's like all country shit. I'm not a country person. And, you know, it's like country shit, but then you'll see, like, gay folk out on the street, you know, and wranglers, and, you know, like one guy came up to me and was complimenting me on my beard, hitting on me and everything, and I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Because I'm dedicated to Raul Duke. Um, but no, I just, I wasn't in. You know, I don't like guys that look like me. It's one of those things. You know, there's lots of um, people that like big hairy men. I don't like big hairy men. You know what I like? I like my little Guatemalan boyfriend. He's got him a little goatee. He's just as cute as can be. He's about 5'3 on a good day. And uh, I like like having that last. Uh, it's really weird because he, um, speaking of my Guatemalan, he's been showing me all kinds of porn videos. Like, I want you to do this to me. It's like, he showed me a porn video of some guy getting his ass ate out. And I'm like, you want me to eat your ass? I'll eat your ass. <laughs> eat your ass. What the fuck are you I'm not against eating ass. As long as it's clean, you know. And he, he, he's very cleanly. He's very hygienic. So, you know, ate his ass, obviously, as you should. If your partner requests their ass eating, you should always eat their ass. Never turn down a meal. All right. So back to Broadway. So we go down Broadway, and they're selling, like, uh, CBD and all this, uh, what's it called? Something, eight? Delta 8? Shit, I'm, I'm an old, I'm an old woman and I, I don't know what all this stuff is <laughs> and Birch Chili was going to buy some but he uh, chickened out because um, he thought it would show up on drugs I, I don't know like can someone please tell me like does synthetic marijuana show up just like regular marijuana I don't know I'd like to know um, but Broadway was a fucking madhouse Lots of uh, speakeasy. I've heard from several different people, and I know Kid Rock's a douchebag, but I've heard from several different people that Kid Rock's um, Kid Rock's uh, bar is actually really fucking amazing. So, uh, if if you ever get the chance, go to Kid Rock's. Even though I didn't when I was there, because I'm not a fucking retard. Okay, so City Winery. We get to City Winery, and I've never been to this venue before. Um, 
and how to describe it. It's in a pretty good location. It's not like a busy location, you know. But it's right in downtown Nashville. And so basically, we go in, and I'm wondering what this experience is going to be like. And let me pull up this... Let me pull up this menu while I'm actually at it because we made fun of their menu. So while we were riding up there, a city winery, Nashville menu. All right, we, we got to pull up this menu because it was so annoying. Y'all just don't know how fucking stupid this fucking menu is. And so we made fun of it the entire way up there. Restaurant menu. Okay, maybe we can pull this fucking shit up. I mean, I wanted to... I'm going to just read the whole menu for City Winery Nashville to make fun of it. So, okay, their salads. They got a kale Caesar. They got a Sophia's Poke Bowl. They got a chicken and corn chowder soup. That's not what I'm making fun of. But here's the shared plates. So this is where it gets, starts getting a little haughty. A little haughty. So there's an artisanal cheese board, $20. And it's vegetarian. So we were making fun of this. And I'm like, okay, they got a charcuterie board. And they got several different, like, stupid. So we ordered the charcuterie board, which was disgusting. Like, I've had blue cheese before. But this, it was like taking smelling salts. Like it knocked me back. It woke me up. This blue cheese was so disgusting. I mean, it was like I'd just eaten human feces. That's how bad it was. It didn't, you know, normally when I get blue cheese, it's like smoked and it's just really, really good, you know. But this was like, I couldn't even eat it. It was like, it was just disgusting. I'm like, we just wasted $20 on a fucking stupid charcuterie board. So... Let me get into this menu. Okay, so one of their appetizers is duck quesadillas. Uh, then they have Kung Pao cauliflower. It's peanut celery, Fresno chili peppers. It's vegan. And then they have, and I'm not joking you, this is the stupidest menu item I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And this is what made me go, I completely regret coming because, you know, when we were there, we are looking at the menu, and I'm like, oh, God, the type of people, the type of people that this place must draw, it must be like, you know how annoying Californians are. Oh, my God. Fucking vegan gluten fry. Oh, better not, better not fucking not be gluten fry. I can't handle that. Well, anyway, so let me read this menu item. Roasted, roasted cauliflower tacos that is the most disgusting thing i've ever heard in my life roasted cauliflower tacos that was a menu item and i'm like i don't think i can find anything i want here because even their burgers that they had i'm like i don't know I want this burger. the burgers actually ended up being nice i got the city winery burger and it was actually pretty good it, it had a lot of stuff that I was like, I don't know about that. But then when it got out there, I was like, oh, wait, this is actually good. So, but, you know, we kept looking at the menu and I'm like, like, what is a squid ink bucatini? 
a squid ink bucatini. That's a menu item. That's how pretentious this menu is. Another thing, they like they have flatbreads. So I was like, oh, I can just get me a flatbread. But then you look at the toppings and it's like, what the fuck? So one of their flatbreads is a pear and fig flatbread. It's a flatbread with barely any sauce, with blue cheese, and a pear and a fig cut and put on it with some walnuts. Who the fuck want That sounds so disgusting. I mean, this whole menu is just like, who the fuck are you people? Oh, they're slumming it. They're slumming it. They got a s'mores cream brulee. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that really, that, that's the main thing about City Winery that I want to complain about is their menu. They need a heartier menu for a red-blooded um, fucking faggot trans woman American like myself. God damn it. I don't want to fucking have this fucking bullshit California stuff. I'm not from the coast. I don't want this coastal bullshit coming into my life. I'm not going to eat a pear and fig fucking pizza. Who fucking comes up with this shit? Well, anyway, other than the menu, this was actually a really lovely venue. Because <laughs> me and Bert's Chili got in there. And the first thing, we were walking through the doors. Guy led us to our seats. And we looked around and I was just like, oh, this is really fancy. This is really fancy. And, you know, like they had like candle lighting. Uh, we were some of the first people in there. We, we had great seats, like three. We were, we were like five feet from the Crash Test Dummies during the concert. Well, anyway, Bert's already drunk as shit by the time we get there. And he's like doing a... Um, uh, I think it's a Sunny in Philadelphia joke. Like our waiter was really, really gay, but also really, really hot. And so Bert's sitting there like, like, oh, I bet he's a power bottom. <laughs> but he generates all the power from the bottom. And I forgot what that's from. I think it's from Sunny in Philadelphia. But uh, I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like we're in a fancy place here. we got to act right. And so we were just drunk as shit, super obnoxious. And I want to apologize to employees of a city winery and if that um if that waiter's listening uh i think you're hot i wouldn't mind having to go at it uh don't tell rilo duke um so the atmosphere is great you know we've got candle lighting great seats fucking beautiful building um it's just an amazing place uh and then these two ladies come in one of them's like got that Ohio accent. She claims she's from Pennsylvania, but she has like an Ohio accent. And then the other one's like this old elderly fat lady who's like kind of a hipster. And she's like, I know everything about Nashville. I, I write for a newspaper. And she's like taking pictures of everything and doing all this fucking crazy shit. And we're like, well, what newspaper do you write for? Oh, it's a neighborhood newspaper. I'm like, oh. Okay, well, yeah, I write for my new neighborhood newspaper, too. Um, <laughs> it's like, what, what kind of bullshit is that? Uh, well, anyway, this lady, she's like, can I take pictures of your food? And she ends up, like, grabbing my plate, putting it in front of her, moving my food around, and taking pictures of my food. I mean, that's how fucking crazy this person was. Uh, the other lady, actually, 
and I can't even remember her name. She took a picture of me for some strange reason, which I thought was weird, but um, she was actually very nice. The woman, it sounded like she was from Ohio. Uh, she was actually super nice. Uh, but the other lady was kind of like, I don't think she liked the show. I don't think she liked much of anything. She ordered the pear and fig pizza, and the whole time she's like eating it like, oh, I really like this pizza because it's light. And, um, yeah, it's light. And it's like, you don't, you don't like it. You're just saying you like it. You, you can, you can say negative things to everyone out there. I know that it might get on other people's nerves, but you can be honest about stuff. You don't have to lie and say that something's good when it's not. I lied to the waiter about the charcuterie board being good, but, uh, you know, we need to be more honest, you know, because there's no way she liked a pear and I'm sorry. There's just no way you're going to like a pear and fig pizza. Like what fucking planet are you from? Uh, so the crash test dummies came out. They were really good. Uh, I had a blast. Um, they were just, they were, they were fucking off the charts. They were great. Um, uh, and you know, being so close and, um, you know, one thing that I, you know, they played all the songs we wanted to hear. Uh, they performed it well. The lead singer, and I forget his name, he kind of looks like he drinks too much. I don't know. He, he looked pretty rough. You know, he's very pale, kind of translucent skin, uh, out of shape, just looked rough. You know, he looked like a guy who, like, drinks too much, you know, kind of like, you know, like when you look at Bukowski, you know, he's got that kind of you know, ugliness to him where you can tell like, Oh, this guy drinks and smokes a lot. <laughs> so I wish he would take care of himself. And, uh, I forget the lady's name that's in the band, but she's beautiful. And she is, um, a wonderful singer. And I think she needs to, ha she might have her own band and I just don't know about it, but she's have her own band cause she's the talent. But then there was another guy that stole the fucking show. He stole the motherfucking show. He was a showstopper of a human being. So Bert's Chili keeps like, hey, look at this fucking dude over here fucking rocking out on the keyboard. He's high as fuck. And I'm like, yeah, that guy is fucking blitzed out of his fucking mind playing keyboard. And he's just having such a great time. He's like bobbing his head, dancing, doing all this fucking great shit. And we just, we, we can't believe it. We're like, holy fuck, this dude is nailing it on the keyboard but then he surprises us there's a grand fucking finale all right the climax of the whole fucking show this guy breaks out a guitar a fucking guitar it's a guitar with piano keys and he fucking rocks out with his cock out i mean this was an amazing performance he he's basically ingwie malmstein of he's basically like fucking um he's he's fucking amazing he's the greatest guitar player he's the greatest guitar player ever all right and he rocks our world with the guitar i mean he goes on a guitar solo and everyone like women are taking off their shirts and panties throwing them on stage it's a fucking madhouse for this guy and he looks like Josh Gad. Just picture Josh Gad playing the guitar. That's who this fucking guy was. And he was amazing. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to yell, 
Unleash the Keytar! That's all I want to see is Keytar. <laughs> so, um, that's what you need to do. You need you need more Keytar in your life. So that's my review of my trips and my personal life. It's been a busy week. I have a fucking crazy life, but I wanted to share it with you all. So we're, we've got to get to the, we've got to get to the, the, the big news. All right. We can't just, you know, we can't just, you know, cover my life even though that's what we've done for the first 45 minutes. But while I'm at it, I'm going to remind you, hit us up on social media. I haven't even checked the Proton Mail lately. I haven't even checked the, you know, hit us up at ViscousButtered at Proton.me. Hit us up on Podvine. Hit us up on Twitter, BiscuitButtPod. Hit us up on Facebook, ViscuitsButtered. It's, I'm lonely. It's all a bunch of Central Americans and I can't understand them. I had a guy the other day message me, like asking me about something to do with McDonald's. I'm like, huh? I don't know, and it, I don't think it was Spanish because I put it in a translator, and I'm like, this must be Portuguese. I don't know. I don't know. He might have been Brazilian. I don't know. Don't they, isn't that what they speak? I don't know. But we're going to get to the important things. Tell your friends about the podcast, by the way. And um, so, the Jones, UFC 285, the Jones versus... Um, Gan UFC deal. So John Jones has been talking a lot of shit. I mean, just talking massive shit. Um, oh, I did forget to speak about something earlier. I might have to come back to it. But anyway, John Jones has been talking massive shit, right? About Francis Nagano. John Jones didn't fight for three years. He had every fucking chance to fight Francis Nagano. Every fucking chance. I mean, he was in the UFC at the same time as Francis Nagano. He never did fight him. He could have jumped up at any time and fought Francis Nagano. He never did. He just never did. You know, and someone Francis Nagano's size can't cut to 205, so he can't go down to fight Jones. Jones would have to come up to him. But now, all of a sudden, that Francis Nagano's gone, guess who's talking shit? John Jones. What the fuck? Like, you had every opportunity. Fucking Daniel Cormier jumped up, fought everybody at heavyweight. You know? Like, Daniel Cormier's like tiny. He's like 5'10". He's just a fat guy. He's just a fat wrestler. He's 5'10". And he jumped up, and he, he actually won the championship for a little while. He wasn't afraid to do it, but John Jones was. John Jones sat on the fucking sidelines, and he didn't fight for three whole fucking years. And so, and here's the thing. John Jones' last couple of fights were horrible. He looked horrible in those fights. And that's the controversy I'm going to get to today. And now he's talking all this shit about, oh, yeah, fucking, I would have fucking killed Nagano. It's like, no, I don't think you would. You were afraid that you would get knocked out by him and be completely embarrassed. And now that he's gone, you're talking shit. So, so you know, Nagano left to go fight Tyson Fury for Christ. Either Tyson Fury or Wilder. Like, you think he's fucking afraid of Jones? He's jumping sports to boxing to 
make more money and to fight much tougher. Fury is really is. I believe Tyson Fury really is probably the greatest of all time when it comes to boxing. I think he could beat Muhammad Ali. You heard that here. I do. And to think that Nagano is trying to get a fight against him or Wilder and Wilder has, you know, probably the most power in his hands that we've ever seen of a fighter ever. I mean, you know, the guy is extremely powerful. Um, so I don't think Nagano is afraid of Jones, like Jones is saying. I think Jones is completely full of shit. But that leads me to this. So we get to the Jones versus Gann fight. You know, Gann's pretty much undefeated other than his loss to Nagano, which was a decision. And you had Gann who was talking about how he was being lazy during camp. And, you know, something's just is off. Something's fucking off about this fight. Gann, you know, is talking shit during his uh, training camp saying he's being lazy and how he hadn't had enough time and all this shit. I'm like, huh? And then you have Jones who, when you see the people he's training with and you see the way he moves and you're just like, oh, Jones doesn't look good at all. You know, he, he doesn't like, he's been trying to pack on all this muscle for years and years and years. And he just looks like he put on a little bit of fat. He didn't look like he put on any muscle. And then you get to the fight and it's like a two minute fight where both men came out Jones was looking slow and sluggish and looking like he was fucking out of it. And even Cyril Gunn was like looking kind of like awkward and weird, like he didn't know what to do. And the whole fight was, I mean, it was only two minutes, but it was a completely awkward fight. And like Jones grabs, uh, I think I'm going to call him back that, that's a Burt's Chili right now, but I'll call him back in a second. But then Jones grabs Gann, tackles him, put him in like a fucking headlock, and taps him in two minutes. And it, I just think in my head, I'm like, this is, uh, you're hearing it here first. I think this fight was fucking set up. I think it was fucking rigged. I, I don't believe the results. I think it's a complete bunch of bullshit. Something was off about this fight. Go look at leading up to the fight, what both fighters were saying, what you're seeing in each camp, what uh, Gan was saying. And then you look at the fight and it's like, man, this fight looks really awkward and almost staged because Jones looks horrible. And, you know, Jones is talking about how he's going to submit Stoppy. And I, I just, I'm sorry, Stoppy Miosic. Uh, if there's anyone who can beat John Jones, I think it's stopping Miosic. Either stopping Miosic, I think Nagano could beat Jones with his punching power. I think stopping Miosic can always, he's a very smart, intelligent fighter who can game plan and prepare and be, you know, he's got, a, he's very smart. So he can usually figure out how to beat somebody. So uh, I, I just, I don't know, you know, obviously if you look at Jones's record, uh, he has the record of the greatest of all time. He's he's fought legends and beat them, uh, but all at the same time, you know, he failed drug tests, which he's now saying shouldn't have counted. 
because they changed the rules. Like, no, those were the rules the time you did it. So you failed and you're fucking, you know, obviously if you look at his performances in the past, he's been very inconsistent. And I just don't think that he is a, uh, above board guy. I think he's been cheating the whole time. You know, you'll, you'll see him show up and he's like, not as strong. He's not his own it one minute. And then like the next time he shows up, all of a sudden he's fucking he man. And I'm like, something's off here. Something's off. And it's PEDs. He's taking performance enhancing drugs. And even the USADA, I think is kind of going easy on him. So, uh, you know, they never test him and there's just a lot of suspicious bullshit when it comes to John Jones. (laughs) So that, that's all I'm going to leave at that. I'm going to pause it for a second and call Burt's chili back. And then I'm going to talk about a few more things and we'll uh, close out the podcast, I guess. All right, I'm back. Sorry about the pause. Uh, Bert's Chili uh, contacted me. He's about to come over. Um, this uh, episode is brought to you by Pizza's, Pizza Hut's Big New Yorker Pizza. Uh, do you live in bumfuck Egypt? Are you nowhere near New York City or any city that serves good pizza like Chicago or New York? Well, if you want a New York style pizza, why go to Domino's? Why ain't the Brooklyn style at Domino's when you can have the big New Yorker from Pizza Hut? If you live in a small shit town and your town smells like chicken shit from the chicken houses and... Uh, half the people in your town are on some form of opioid. Uh, go have a big New Yorker pizza. It's going to be the best New York style pizza you've ever had other than Domino's. Um, and that is the sponsor for the night. I just uh, had a big New Yorker. Uh, it's delicious. Um, it's uh, not the best um uh, New York style pizza I've ever had. Um, I, I actually have a funny story I can tell, I guess. Uh, I went to uh, New York once. It's weird. The best New York style pizza I've ever had was actually in Pennsylvania. And I think it's called like Ned's. It's like greasy fucking, you know, pizza. Oh, it's so good. Well, anyway, so I went to New York. And I guess I was in the wrong area of New York. So I was in like around the. I was around like the uh, Times Square, and I, you know, walked over to the Wall Street area. All the, you know, I walked. I walked all. I mean, I walked like fifty blocks in New York, looking for like I need a slice of pizza, you know, and looked all over, and I could not find any good pizza or anything that looked good. And I finally went to this place called Proto Pizza, and it was like this is New York pizza. Like this isn't even good. It's like so. Sometimes the people imitating New York pizza are better than the actual New York pizza. So, as I said, best New York style pizza is in Pennsylvania. It's called Ned's, I think. Uh, my brother hooked me up with it. But anyway, pretty funny. So, um, I don't really have much else to talk about. Uh, I guess I've rambled on enough this week. Uh, there were other things that I was going to talk about, but I guess I'm going to save. Oh, I do have a couple of things I could talk about. There was one thing I didn't mention. Me and Raul Duke got caught having uh, relations. Okay, so we were at a hotel in Bowling Green, Kentucky uh, this morning. And I didn't think about it. It was like 630 in the morning. And, you know, he wakes up. He's rubbing all up on me. He's like, he needs the D. All right. He needs the fucking D. So 
I uh, obviously start fucking him. And, you know, with the bed shaking, we're hitting it up against the wall. I mean, it's like I'm really making it clap. I'm like fucking passionately tapping that ass. <laughs> tapping that ass. And um, we have a lady that starts... I'm assuming, I don't know why, I don't know if it's a lady or not. I'm assuming it's a lady because there's a lady standing underneath us. But anyway, someone starts hitting the fucking ceiling below us, telling us to shut the fuck up. And then, you know, I'm like, I'm not stopping. I'm literally, I'm, I'm in my groove. I'm like, I'm making it clap. I'm feeling good about myself. I don't know why. It makes me feel good when I'm like really laying the pipe into somebody and they're loving it. So I'm not going to stop because this person's hitting on the wall. So this person changes strategies from hitting on their ceiling, making a bunch of racket, because we're making a bunch of racket. They start hitting their car alarm over and over and over again. So they hit, they literally run their car alarm like for 10 minutes until uh, I eventually uh, finish on Raul Duke's space. And uh, it was so funny when we went to check out, it was so like everyone in the lobby was like looking at us and the guy at the front was like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, what's up? Here's my key. I'm checking out. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like terrified of me. He's like, who did you murder in that room over there? Cause that, that's literally the uh, intensity I had is that it sounds, uh, sounded like a murder, which uh, I'm very proud of. Like I said, uh, I, I think I have more fun pleasuring than I do actually getting my own pleasure. Well, anyway, uh, Trump has a new nickname for uh, Ron DeSantis. And I think this is funny. Supposedly, um, his new nickname for Ron DeSantis is Tiny D, which I think is the most funny nickname he's come up with because apparently Ron DeSantis is actually very small. And so now he's calling him Tiny T. <laughs> and I'm not a Trump supporter, but damn, can he come up with some good nicknames? Uh, so Ron DeSantis is now Tiny D, and I, I can't believe that a former president, possibly future president, even even if he gets indicted, I think he's probably going to end up running and beating Biden because Biden is like, he's got dementia now, um, that he's going to be out on the campaign trail yelling Tiny D at Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Which, you know, some of these people are so shitty that I just like, it's kind of nice seeing uh, someone, I, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter. I think he's a fucking idiot. I think he's a terrible person. But it's sort of nice seeing these other terrible people get uh, a dose, a dose of uh, horribleness from Donald Trump. Um, so that's a beautiful nickname, Tiny D. Uh, but I guess I'll end the show uh, with what I seen when I was leaving Kentucky. There was a billboard, uh, and the billboard said, Prepare to meet thy God. Prepare to meet thy God. Um, you know, why prepare? <laughs> you know, there's so much about this billboard you could say, Why prepare to meet your God? Uh, just prepare to be the best person you can be. Uh, you know, um, don't worry about God. There is no God. Don't worry about the afterlife. You're alive right now, and you should take advantage of everything that uh, is provided to you. You should try to make your life good now. Don't put it off. Don't put it off for the future. Don't say, oh, I'm 
doing this because I'm going to get this heavenly reward. Just live your life now. Be who you are now. Be honest um, and live your life. Don't prepare to meet thy God. Prepare to be a God. Y'all have a great week.